Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, it's time for our main event. In this corner, the challengers, the hosts of the Cross Promo Pro Wrestling Podcast, Kevin and Chris Newell. Yeah, that's us. Yeah, that's us. Yeah, we're ready to do this. Their yeah, we are. The team of uh-huh. Under Siege. Bring it on. Night of Champions. Not scared. Battleground mm-hmm. and Double or Nothing. Mm-hmm. This weekend's pay-per-views and mm-hmm. premium live events. It's going to be easy. This is going to be too easy, son. This, we're going to cover this. we're outnumbered. Yeah, we're outnumbered, but, you know, we can Are get this. Ready? Yeah. <laughs> huh? Yeah. We're ready. Oh, good God. That was you, wasn't it? That was me. I saw it myself. How come you're not... I'm trying really hard not to. Never mind. Yeah, see, I told you it wasn't now that he... Oh, God. Oh. Anyone got any toilet paper in the crowd? Are you two ready? No, no. not really. I soiled myself and I need to get some toilet paper and I think the boy had chili. Oh, God, son, stop it. Too bad. What? Oh, oh. Ring the bell. Oh dear God, why? Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to the Cross Promo Wrestling Podcast. The podcast that covers everything in the world of professional wrestling. Now, making their way to the mics, your hosts, Kevin and Chris Newell. All right, well, I got done wiping myself. We're both cleaned up now. We had to use baby wipes. Uh, <laughs> I guess your mother is right. I may need to use the pens in the future. All right, well, welcome to the Cross Promo Wrestling Podcast, everyone. I'm Kevin. I'm Chris. All right, so, folks, we've got a very big show ahead of us here. We are covering four major, well, not major, but Pretty big pay-per-view, significant for the Memorial Day weekend. Uh, once again, hope you all had a very wonderful Memorial Day weekend. Hope it was all nice and safe for you guys. Uh, I know ours was because we were indoors watching four pay-per-views from beginning to end. And man, did we have a lot of fun. There was a lot of cringing, uh, a lot of excitement, a lot of sweating. And uh, I almost at one point fell out of my chair almost in such excitement because I was on the edge of my seat. What about you, Chris? I enjoyed it. Uh, Not all of the matches I predicted went the way I predicted. Same here. Both of us. Yeah. Um, Some surprised us. Very much so. Like I just said. Yes. But we enjoyed them. Yeah, I thoroughly did. Granted, it was tiring. At the end of uh, Double or Nothing, we were were ready to pass out. (laughs) All right. So, we're going to go ahead. We'll get started. Uh, We're going to go straight in. We're going to go in order of how the pay-per-views came out, um, starting with uh, Impact's Under Siege. Impact. All right. So. We had Impact Under Siege. It was at the West Fair District uh, Agriplex in London, Ontario, Canada. Hey, uh, oh, Canada. Uh, first match they had 
for Under Siege, we had Nick Aldis taking on Kenny King with Sheldon Shelton uh, Jean at ringside. Uh, pretty good match for Nick Aldis. His, I believe, his first match coming back into Impact uh, since his stint with NWA. Uh, match uh, lasted about 8 minutes 58 seconds. A good back and forth. A uh, little bit of interference here and there from Sheldon Jean. Uh, Nick Aldis was able to pick up the win by forcing a submission tap out from Kenny King. Uh, Nick Aldis had two pin attempts where, uh, as well as uh, one submission attempt, and that would be the one that he won with. Uh, Kenny King had five pin attempts and two submission uh, attempts. Next up, we had a uh, a six-man tag match where we had Sammy Callahan and Rich Swan and a mystery partner take on Diener, Angels, and Khan, um, basically of uh, the design. The design, their their faction. Because Sammy Callahan, I guess, wanted to join that faction, but kind of realized, you know, it really wasn't for him. So they, because they were doing a lot of embarrassing stuff to him. I mean, they shaved his head for one. Nothing wrong with shaving one's head. Don't you say anything, Chris. Uh, their their uh, guest partner, mystery partner, none other than Sammy Callahan's former tag team partner, Jake Christ. A uh, match lasted about 10 minutes, 13 seconds, with Rich Swan pinning Angel, Angels. Uh, Jake Chris comes away with only two tags, no pin attempts or submission attempts. Rich Swan, only one pin attempt and uh, two tags. Sammy Callahan came away with no pin attempts, no submission attempts, but two tags. Uh, Diener came away with one pin attempt and two submission attempts, I'm sorry, no submission attempts and two tags, while Angels came away with two pins and, uh, two pin attempts and two tags. Khan, uh, only came away with one tag. Next up, we had the second match, uh, featuring Trinity in her impact, in her career in impact. Uh, taking on Giselle Shaw with her team, her team at ringside. Uh, Trinity came away with this match uh, with a win, forcing Giselle Shaw to ta uh, to submit to tap out in a 10 minute 28 second match. Trinity came away with four pen attempts and one submission, where Giselle Shaw really was trying to get the victory desperately. You can tell. Because she had seven pen attempts. That's a lot. <laughs> uh, next up we have for the uh, Impact Tag Team Championship uh, being def uh, defended by Ace Austin and Chris Bay of Bullet Club. Too sweet. Uh, they're defending their titles up against the um, new tag team, new to Impact. Made up of Flash, Morgan, Webster, and Mark Andrews. And Danny Luna. D Danny Luna at ringside. Uh, great match, by the way. It was a really good hard-fought match. It was. Uh, 
Ace Austin picked up the win for his team by pinning Andrews in a 13-minute, 15-second match. Ace Austin comes away with two pin attempts, one submission attempt, and four tags. Chris Bay, two pin attempts, no submission, and four tags. Flash Gordon Webster, or Flash Morgan Webster, I'm sorry, Flash Gordon. Um, came away with three pin attempts and two tags. Mark Andrews, three pin attempts and four tags. So once again, Ace Austin and Chris Bay retaining their titles. Trey Miguel taking on Chris Saban for the X, the Impact's X Division Championship. Now this one was, was also really good. Was also really good. We have a lot of matches that we were very hard to decide which one would receive match of the night for their respective promotions. Uh, but the story, if, if you've been following behind Impact, the story behind it was Trey Miguel, after winning the X Division Championship, demanding respect because he was champion at one point he spray painted uh the title and that set chris saban off saying you know you're nothing but a disrespectful little punk and the way that you've been treating this title it's been disrespecting everyone else that before you that has won it now if we remember chris saban is an eight time and he'll say that eight times like booker t says five time uh Chris Saban is an eight-time X-Division champion, and he was trying to go for his ninth, a record-breaking ninth. No one has done that. Uh, very hard-fought match by both wrestlers. Uh, sadly, though, Trey Miguel comes away with a win and retains his title, but retains it in not-so-fashionable way by spraying spray paint in Chris Saban's face, blinding him as well as raking his eyes. Uh, Trey Miguel comes away with this match, pinning Saban in eight minute, 18 minutes and 34 seconds. Trey Miguel with six pin attempts, two submission attempts. Chris Saban coming away with four pin attempts and one submission attempt. Uh, later in that, later that evening, there was an altercation between the two of them. Uh, I don't think things are over with between those two. I think we may see a rematch soon. Maybe even at their next pay per view. Maybe. Uh, next match we have, uh, it was a, it was a six man, uh, six way match in a way, uh, you had, it was for the number one contendership for the impact world Ch uh, championship at the up next upcoming pay-per-view. You had Alex Shelley take on Moose, Eddie Edwards, Jonathan Grisham, Yuya Yumura, and Frankie Kazarian. This match was also a pretty hard-fought match. Hard to keep track of some things here and there because it was all over the place. Uh, Alex Shelley comes away with two pins, one submission attempt. Moose only comes away with two pin attempts. Eddie Edwards, nothing no pin attempts no submission attempts same with jonathan grisham, uh, grisham yuya came away with only one pin attempt frankie kazarian two pin attempts and one submission attempt all in a 11 minute 47 second match where alex shelley pinned uh yuya so alex shelley is the number one contender for the impact world heavyweight championship Next, we had our 
Impact Knockouts Women's Champion uh, Championship match between Deanna Perrazzo and Jordan Grace. This was another hard-fought match, uh, not only physically but also mentally for, especially for Jordan Grace. Uh, she before uh, the match, she was prior. She was interviewed and came out and said, "If I don't win this, then I'm not great, and I'm if I'm not great, then I don't know who I am anymore." Kind of a sense of identity, you know. She's losing her sense of identity. Match lasted 13 minutes and 23 seconds. Deanna Perrazzo comes out of the match with six pin attempts, two submission. Jordan Grace comes away with seven pin attempts, no submissions. Uh, outcome of the match, sadly, Deanna Perrazzo pins Jordan Grace, um, leaving Jordan Grace now questioning her purpose in professional wrestling now. And then uh, the main event... <laughs> The main event. Oof. This main event, ladies that, and gentlemen. That was a uh, ouch. This the main event right thing, here. Just... It is not for the faint at and I hate to sound cliche. It really wasn't for the faint of heart. If you didn't like the sight of blood, is that a loaded staple gun? Yeah. Yeah, that's what Chris asked me while we were watching that. He was all like, like, he didn't... The, you, th there's no way there's staples in that thing. Yeah. And then he's over here pulling out staples out of his mouth. and That... that. This mm. was for the Impact World uh, World Championship. A no disqualification <laughs> match between... There was <laughs> definitely no... No disqualification. Disqualification in this. <laughs> Uncanny enough, there was no outside interference. I don't think it was needed. Not with this match. We had Steve Macklin, the defending champion, defending his title against PCO. No submission attempts. And this match, it uh, Steve Macklin came away with this match with four pin attempts. PCO and... PCO only came with, away with one. It, I mean, the match was very brutal, to say the least. I mean, you had uh, cinder blocks involved. Cinder blocks, those concrete tile-looking things. I think uh, that's what they're called. A sledgehammer. Um, tables were involved. Chairs. A massive gash just put in Macklin's oh, head. Oh yeah, a that was cookie just... sheet pan was used. Macklin tried to take a tried to do a suicide dive out to take out PCO, but PCO hit him immediately with the cookie sheet pan, and that cut open a real big gash on just Macklin's pouring blood head. for the rest of the match. After that, that that I'm used to because I've seen. Plenty of Ric Flair matches where he's busted open. Same with Dusty Rhodes. But this one, you could visibly see the gash. And then blood just trickling down like it was water. I mean, it was entirely insane. But what was the most gruesome part of, of all was the staple gun. <laughs> that, that and, took I've us seen both and I've seen thumbtacks used. I've seen staples used. Broken glass. Broken barbed glass. Wire. Barbed wire. We've seen... Up to this point, we've seen anything you could in a in a wrestling match. I think Legos at one point. Legos at one point, yes. But 
Macklin decided to go ahead and staple PCO's mouth shut, as well as put some staples, random staples in the cheeks and the chest. PCO fights him off, finds needle nose pli- where I wanna I, I wanna know something. Who's in charge of storage under the ring? You know, maybe they're there for just maintenance reasons. Why would you need in case anybody cinder blocks? In case anybody gets a mouthful of staples, that's what the pliers were for. Cinder blocks, maybe they they use that to level the ring or something. I I don't know. Either way, it that I'm. Oh, you know, I, mm. I I was completely taken back by all that. And I didn't know what to think. I mean, and then PCO's pulling the staples out of his mouth with the neo nose pliers. I mean, it, it was completely crazy. Um I mean, the match lasted 15 minutes and 44 seconds. Mm. But it was like 15 minutes and 44 seconds of straight up, you know, life or death. It was like a death match. It was like the old ECW matches. Pretty much, yeah. I mean, it was insane. So, I mean, that... that ta- but then right after... Steve Macklin asks for uh, the uh, president of Impact to come out, shake his hand, and put the belt on him. Because I guess he felt disrespected or whatever, and he wanted respect from the president. He comes out, but as he's doing this, he's taking his radio headset off, taking his watch off, taking his coat off, unbuttoning his vest. And I'm thinking, okay, is he going in there to go for a fight or something? Because I don't understand. Maybe he was getting ready in the event of one. Yeah. But he puts the puts the belt on Steve Macklin. Steve Macklin refuses to shake his hand, gets out of the ring. But as this happens, Bully Ray comes into the ring and starts beating up on the president of Impact. Not not Biden. Uh, in case you all are like still getting a hang, have still recovering from Memorial Day. So in doing so. Bully Ray t- tells Macklin to get a table. They get the table in the ring. Get the tables. Yeah. Then they proceed to light the table on fire and power bomb him through or bubba bomb him through it. And I didn't know what to make heads or tails of that, but Bully Ray said he was ready to take the whole company down, meaning Impact Wrestling. And at that point, the event was over. But a lot of takeaway from that. And uh, later on t- uh, in this episode, we'll go over uh, what our matches, what we think the matches of the night were. And we'll get back to that one in a bit. Next, we go over to WWE to go over the long-awaited Night of Champions pay-per-view. WWE. Go ahead, Chris. So, Night of Champions was held in the Jeddah Superdome in Jeddah, Saudi Arabia. Mm-hmm. And the first match, which I think surprised us both, was th- that they would start with the title, the, the the finals for that tournament for the World Heavyweight title. That, that, that did surprise me. I thought they would save that more towards the end, but that's okay. Uh, so, And then they said uh, that it's a triple main event. Yeah. So, 
Yeah, because in the triple main event, you had the world heavyweight title between... We had the Cody Rhodes match and mm-hmm. the Bloodline... Sammy, uh, Sammy and uh, Kevin Owens match, yeah. Yeah. But that match, that was a hard-fought good match, too. I, I thoroughly enjoyed that match. Uh, between Seth Rollins, Seth Rollins and AJ Styles. Mm-hmm. Uh, that match lasted 20 minutes and 40 seconds with Seth... Seth Rollins run one being the first person to have this new title. That that's what the tournament was about. Yeah. He came away with five pins, one submission attempt. AJ Styles came away with four pins and two submission attempts. Uh I think at one point, if I remember right, Seth Rollins even like injured his leg. Uh was his it was his knee, le- yeah, I believe. His, his left knee. And AJ Styles tar- started targeting that. And that's... We thought he was going to lose the match after that. We yeah. really did. A lot of back and forth. It. I loved it. it. It was... I mean, same. It was everything you wanted in a world heavyweight title match. No outside interference. A good, clean end to it, too. Uh, nothing after the match. Nothing bad after the match. You know, um, sorry, I keep cutting you off. Go ahead. No, that's all right. Um, I mean, it was, it was and Triple H came out, I think, and gave mm-hmm. him the belt. I was half expecting expecting Seth to kind of do his traditional. I remember thing you pointing that out and swinging the belt around. He always used to do that when he won a new title or whenever he won a title, but in this case, that wasn't that didn't happen. Maybe he just didn't feel like it that at that moment. Yeah, but Maybe next time, I guess. Oh, just happy for him. That was followed by the Trish Stratus-Becky Lynch match, which lasted 14 minutes and 50 seconds. Trish Stratus attempting seven pins and one submission, and Becky Lynch attempting four pins and two submissions with some interference from someone that was hiding under the ring. Yeah. Which... Caught us both by surprise. Yeah, it was, it was Zoe Stark. Hiding Zoe Stark. I, I, I'm. I was surprised by that. I know you want to make a name, and this is like her third or third week in the on the main roster. She's really out for blood. Then, if she's going, especially if she's going after Becky Lynch. And this kind of makes the question: Is she going to start trying to team with Tristratus? Who knows? Because if that's the case, Becky Lynch might try and team back up with Lita. That'd be, that could be like a tag that, team. That probably. would be an idea. But I, I don't... Honestly, I don't see that coming. I really don't. But yeah. who's to say? Who's to say? That entire storyline has kind of been a little surprising. It's... I think the storyline's not even over yet. I don't think the story's over between these two. No, I mean up to this point, it's been surprising. Oh, yeah. Next, that was followed by a title match for the Intercontinental title with Gunter and with... Mustafa Ali. Mustafa Ali. Mustafa Ali. Uh, With Gunter attempting two pins and three submissions. And Mustafa Ali. uh, You have to forgive him. He just had breakfast. Yeah. Uh, One pin attempt attempted by him. Gunther retained after eight minutes and 35 seconds. And I remember with that one, it, it it was back and forth still. 
he he was able to put up a pretty good fight against Gunther. Mustafa did really good. I I, I was I got to say I was expecting a really short match from out of this, but it, it went a good good amount decent amount of time. Uh, Ali really going after Gunther, and then even better, none of Imperium interfered. Even though they kind of, they kind of like did that whole introduction thing towards the beginning. Yeah, but they didn't interfere with the match. But me, it see, doesn't me, count as interference. Me, I, 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 I like on occasion interference here and there. But if there is interference, I like to counter it with another interference. You know what I mean? Part of the storyline. Yeah. But um, this match I thoroughly enjoyed as well because it showed M- Mustafa Ali's in-ring ability. And he can go up against someone like Gunther. So I wouldn't count Mustafa Ali out of coming and trying to get the Intercontinental title. You know, Maybe later just on. Maybe later on, yes. But he may go after Gunther again. We don't know. That's if he doesn't. they don't have a rivalry spin off of this. Well, we shall see. That was followed by a title defense for the Raw Women's title, which is on SmackDown, uh, with Bianca Belair facing Asuka. In a match that lasted 15 minutes. This was a pretty good match. Um, Was not expecting it to end the way it did. Oh, and sorry. Go ahead. Say how it ended. Oscar won by pinfall. It, she, With her attempting eight pins and four, five submissions. And Belair attempting seven su- pin attempts. It, it was a good match. Was not expecting... That to end like that? No. At all? In fact, I think we both ended up predicting that Belair was going to retain after this. We did. Yes. Um. Still, it it was a good match. I I th- I thought the, the I thought the way that you know Oscar yeah I we all knew the mist would play some kind of role will play some kind of role in the win but we didn't expect it to be that way. It was like she spray, she put the mist on her hand and then raked it into her eyes. Exactly. Which it seems a little bit more aggressive than just spitting it onto her. Yeah. I mean, she was going, Bel Air was going for the TKO, and here's Asuka with her mist soaked hand just raking across the eyes of, of Bel Air. Bel Air drops her, and then Asuka goes for the One pin. thing led to another title changes hands that's not to be said for the next match though where the title was retained for the smackdown women's oh, title good god <laughs> the reason why i'm saying this chris, uh, okay chris i want you to go ahead read the full results and then we'll discuss including the timer do you just ignore say? me in the back for right now <laughs> lasting one minute and 10 seconds oh, we have we have Rhea Ripley pinning Natalia, mm. one pin attempt only, and that one pin attempt was made by Ripley. Mm-hmm. What were your thoughts? What were my thoughts? <laughs> I'm yeah. sorry. I know we don't normally break kayfabe. Okay, that is not, that is the intention of the show is to give you results. I mean, we're supposed to be like the sports center. But if we're a sports center and ESPN, I'm going to go Stephen A. Austin on this one, okay? God love him. And 
I'm going to have to go on this route. Why did we have a match that short? And I, 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 I thought I, Natalia was going to put yeah, up more of a fight. I understand uh, time constraints. Okay. I can understand that. But it was Natalia's birthday for one. Number two, this is a, you're dealing, you're dealing with Natalia, a veteran and a member of a predominantly pro wrestling family, the Hart family. Okay. And granted, there's a long list of families that are involved in professional wrestling and her name, her family's name is right there on that list. And you give her a, a match for one minute in 18 seconds. Are you kidding me? It was 10 seconds. I don't care. Specifics don't matter. It was was under two minutes. The fact that it was a short match, okay? The woman needs her props for for helping out not only future talent, but to be treated like this by Rhea Ripley and then Dominic laughing in her face like that, but then he's the one jumping in Rhea Ripley's lap like he's a freaking baby. There was a meme I saw of it. Tell us. It was a show that Kevin Hart did, uh, House, uh, House Husbands or Husbands of Hollywood or something like that. Oh, I remember seeing that maybe he's, he's the, the being, pointing. He's doing the he's in the in his in this woman's arms and she's doing this like hex kind of thing kind of stance. Dominic looked exactly like that. <laughs> this funny. dynamic is getting weird. First of all. And uh, we're going to talk about that later because someone else it, it, brought yeah, it up some, Someone else within the wrestling world has noticed it too. <laughs> and we're going to be kind of pulling back the curtain just a little bit on the, this one. We're going to be opening the forbidden door. That too. And no, that's not the door to the bathroom. Okay. Go ahead, Chris. I'm, I'm done ranting. Yeah. <laughs> I'm thinking that uh, a rivalry is going to spit off of that. It needs to. For the love of God, it needs to. Because that is ridiculous. And then maybe at SummerSlam. I think that, no, Money in the Bank's the next one, right? Money in the Bank, yes. And it's going to be in London, too. So we'll have to see how that goes. Next, we had another one of our other main events, since we had three. (laughs) Yes. Cody Rhodes versus Brock Lesnar lasting 9 minutes and 40 seconds. Good match. Hard fought. I love this match. Yeah. There there this one and the next one there was a lot there. Uh some of it was kind of more subtle stuff. I think. Yeah. Especially with the Bloodline match. Yeah. But we'll get to but, that in a second. Yeah. Cody Rhodes attempted four pins and Brock attempted one pin and two submissions. That match ended when Cody passed out. He, Brock, Brock uh, was applying the Kimura lock. Now, while he officially lost that match, I don't think in spirit he lost at all. No, he may have lost the match, but I think he uh, Cody won the night. Uh, he didn't tap out. He did. He wasn't pinned. He wasn't pinned. He just simply and he wasn't counted out. There was no interference. No one jumped him. He just merely passed out. Which again, if you go back. Comparing this match to his Hell in a Cell match with Seth Rollins, it shows how much heart he how has. How much he's willing to do. Well, how, and what lengths he will go through just to fight. 
I hold a lot of respect to Cody Rhodes. I hold a lot of respect to all After the wrestlers. After not just this, I hold but a lot especially of that Hell in a Cell match. Yes. I mean, I hold a, a lot of respect to a lot of wrestlers, to all wrestlers, because what they do in that ring, in whatever arena, no matter how big or small, they are doing everything they can for their profession. And I, my hat's off to them, especially Cody, for doing that. <laughs> I'm sorry. I... Again, I mean, I'm in a ring and I'm standing across the ring from Brock Lesnar. First, I would, and then I would be wondering, why am I in a ring with Brock Lesnar? How am I in a ring with Brock Lesnar? Was I drugged? (laughs) Yeah. All right, go ahead, Chris. Then for our final match, and I, I think it's the longest going by the time stuff and even some of the stuff afterward. Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn against Roman Reigns and Solo Sokoa. That match lasted 26, 25 seconds. Or 26 minutes, 25 seconds. I said that funny. Yeah, it's okay. Ended after Solo was pinned by Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens attempting two pins, no submissions, and tagging three times. Sami Zayn, kind of like the the inverse flip of that, Mm. where he pinned... He attempted three pins and tagged two times. Roman Reigns is even with two pins, no submissions. Both Roman and Sammy, no submissions. And two tag-ins. Solo attempted one submission, only person to attempt a submission in this match. And two tags. Paul Heyman was ringside. There was some stuff afterward. This was for the Raw SmackDown, the tag Thing. The undisputed tag team championships. That's what it was called. Yeah. I thoroughly enjoyed this match because yeah. we were like something's gonna happen. With I was Usos. on the edge of my seat. Okay, I was. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you. Go ahead. Go ahead. We we were thinking that no matter how this goes, something is gonna happen involving the Usos. Yes. Whether Roman and Reigns and Solo win, maybe the Usos want to challenge for their belts, or maybe. Something's going to happen where the Usos interfere that that really that leads to them winning the match, or maybe how they won was by the Usos interfering. That, that was my initial thought: was the Usos would jump in, interfere, take out Owens and Zayn, and then see and then be appreciated by Roman and Solo. Appreciated, yeah. <laughs> That's the word, and um, and then they would be offered the championships or they would hand the championships off to them or something. I don't know. Boy, were we wrong. Jimmy just, what, what was that? A, a punch, then a kick to, so, they acc- to Roman Reigns? They, they accidentally kicked, super kicked, both Jimmy and Jane super kicked solo. And Roman, Roman sees and... this. <sighs> Go ahead. He saw that he wasn't happy. He was he was getting on Jay's case. Jimmy defended him. I think it was a punt. He he hit him. He he was shoving them and telling them to get out of the ring. You're no longer the day ones. You know that's what he was telling them. I think he was actually saying you're out of the bloodline. But well, they are now. <laughs> well, they are now because what what happened? What did Jimmy do? Kicked him. Super kick. On purpose. Twice. <laughs> yeah. Meanwhile. Jay is confused. Solo 
I think he was out. He was knocked out, and Paul was crapping his pants. <laughs> so, it it looks like Cody's prediction, I remember you bringing this up, might be right. Yeah. Where it was going to be the U- one Uso, then the other Uso, then Solo, and then Paul with Solo. In reference to everyone that leaves, him, leaves Roman Reigns. Yeah. yeah. So, it's already started, but see... Originally, Cody thought Jay was going to leave first, then Jimmy. But no, now it's flipped. Jimmy is le- is now leaving. Jay is going to follow him. I I say this is probably what's going to happen. This is my prediction. And no, it's not a spoiler, Paul. <laughs> Here's my prediction of this. Okay. Yes, there is going to be fallout. The bloodline is no more. Or at least it's just fragmented severely. Roman attacks Jimmy. Jay tries to get Roman off of Jimmy. And Roman attacks Jay and Jimmy. Solo sees this, attacks Roman. Or maybe he's still with Roman for a little bit after that. I don't know, but I I genuinely think you attack your big... If someone is attacking your big brother... You initially, whether it's family or not, you are going to go to bat for that, for your brother. Yeah. I mean, tell me if I'm wrong, you know. You're right. But I think that's what's going to happen there. Oh, and then uh, now that we're done with all of that, (laughs) we got a match of the night for that. Pay-per-view too. So um, as hard as it was to pick one. Oh my God! Yes, there were like three to choose from for me. Same. I mean, we can go with worst match of the night, and I can already tell you which one that one is. <laughs> but I digress. <laughs> so next we have Dad with NXT Battleground. Yeah. All right. So I had a small brain fart there. It's okay. I'm not doing the sound effect if that's what you're thinking. <laughs> no. Okay. Uh, we got NXT Battleground in Lowell, Massachusetts in the Tasungas Center. I may be pronouncing that wrong. I'm so sorry, Bostonians. Because it's outside of the Boston area. Uh, first off, and they led off with this one. For the North American title, we have defending champion Wes Lee going up against Joe Gacy with Ava at ringside and Tyler Bate. Um, pretty good back and forth, I thought, th- through uh, for all three of them. Uh, the way it started off was, you know, Joe Gacy over here still trying to convince them, oh, Tyler Bate has evil intentions and all this stuff. And at one point, both Wesley and Tyler Bate just went on ahead and was just jumping Joe Gacy. Um, very little to no interference at all actually from Ava she was just there at ringside uh quite a few good moves especially from Wesley he did a um I can't remember the name of the kick but he kicked both Tyler Bate and Joe Gacy uh it's not a Pele kick I can't remember the name of it but it was it was awesome it was awesome to see uh, match came away with Wesley having seven pin attempts and one submission attempt. Joe Gacy with three pin attempts and two submission attempts. Tyler Bate with only four pin attempts. 
Uh, Wesley retaining his title by pinning Joe Gacy in 11 minutes and 59 seconds. Next up, uh, it was a strange new match for both me and Chris because it's one I've never seen before. Um, Is that that Heritage Cup match? Yes. It was Nam Dar with Oro Mensa as his, I guess, ringside coach against Dragon Lee with Nathan Frazier as his ringside coach. Uh, for the Her- the NXT Heritage Cup. Now, this is the first time the Heritage Cup has uh, been in contest for on American soil, or as so the commentators had so, sti- uh, so distinctly put. Uh, the way the match goes, it's almost like a boxing match. You have six rounds, six three-minute rounds, and the round is over either by the time expiring or if you win by pinfall or submission. It's a two out of three falls style kind of match. If you win two rounds, you win. So I'm going to give you all the stats on this. First, the match lasted for 14 minutes and 22 seconds. Namdar came away with seven pin attempts, four submission attempts. Dragon Lee came away with seven pin attempts as well and two submission attempts the match the round layouts went like this in round one it went to no winner round two uh, non-dar came away with a pinfall round three no one came away with a pinfall round four Dragon Lee came away with a pinfall, and to win the match, Nam Dar, with help from Lash Legend, taking a bucket to the back of Dragon Lee, came away with a win by pinfall in the fifth round. Uh, once again, interesting concept for a wrestling match. It was hard to get the rules, to understand the rules at first, but when you see it out in play, you kind of. Yeah, it made sense more. Not enough, I would say, to want to put it into a 2K game, because that is a wee bit confusing. Uh, Moving right along, uh, we had uh, Isla Dragunov going up against uh, Dijak in a uh, Falls Count, or Last Man Standing match, I should say, sorry. Um, Good match. I don't know what is with the pay-per-views this weekend. It's just like we're going to have one match where it's just nothing but pure brutality. So I take it you didn't like that one either. Well, no, this one. No Dra- staple Dragunov has thinks he has this high threshold for pain. And Dijak delivered by hitting him with kendo sticks with the steel ch- uh, steel steps the steel ring steps, um, a chair. Uh, I believe at one point, yeah, uh, Dijak was holding up a table to try to set it up, but um, Dragunov plowed through the table, not on or pushing the table over, went through the table to he take ex- out Dijak. He exploded through a table. He exploded through a table. Um, and I think at one point the steel steps were used in a way that I was like, that, that, that's not going to cut him, is it? No. Because he, 
if I remember right, I thought it Dragunov was. jumped off the ropes, and you were saying something about coast to coast. He into put, the steps. He put, he put the steps against Dijak and was doing a coast to coast from one top turnbuckle to the other side of the ring. But what was getting me was Dijak kept hitting Dragunov in the corner repeatedly with the kendo stick, and Dragunov was like, nope, I'm still here. I'm still standing. You know, he's like, come at me. This is nothing. And he kept hitting him. There's welts and one massive, massive welt that was like very bulging out of uh, Dragunov's left arm, left forearm, I saw. And there's bruises and everything. I mean, he took a beating on this match. He came away with... A win. With the win by uh, slamming from what was like rigged at the top of the ring, uh, ring uh, steel steps. There was a chair in the ring. All this was in the ring. And he jumped off the top of it. And I guess it was almost similar to a curb stomp, but did like a forearm. Not a curb stomp. I'm sorry. He did a forearm smash to the back of the neck of dijack which forced his head into a chair and passed and he was knocked out i know this because he started twitching <laughs> um i will give you the results though as this match lasted 15 minutes and 54 seconds um Dragunov was nearly counted out six times where dijack was uh, count, nearly counted out four times, uh, four times, but then counted out on the fifth. Uh, next up, we had the NXT Tag Team Championships. Uh, Mark Coffey and Wolfgang defending their titles with Joe Coffey at ringside against the Creed brothers, Brutus and Julius Creed, with Ivy Nile at ringside. Um, really, really good match. Uh, both brothers really clicking together the creed brothers they were on all cylinders clicking really well uh they really wanted those titles julius was on a german suplex spree just just suplexing everybody left and right a match lasted nine minutes 33 seconds with mark coffee attempting four pins one submission and was tagged in three times wolfgang only comes away with two submission attempts and four tags. Uh, Brutus Creed coming in, uh, coming out of that match with one pin attempt, two submission attempts, and four tags. Julius with one pin attempt, one submission attempt, and two tags. Now, match was going well. Uh, Mark Coff, or I'm sorry, Joe Coffey, trying to interfere in the match, gets taken out by Julius Creed. But as this was happening. Ava comes down from the back and attacks Ivy Nile by shoving her face into a ringside pole. Um, I'm sensing there is going to be a feud between Schism and the Creed brothers, as well as Ivy Nile and Ava. But the uh, but Gallus, as their team is called, uh, retains their titles with Mark Coffey pinning Julius Creed. So the titles are retained, but what's in store for Gallus? We don't know. Uh, next up was the finals for the NXT Women's Championship match. 
between Lyra Valkyra and Tiffany Stratton. Match lasted 16 minutes and one second. Uh, pretty good hard-fought match by both. I thought Tiffany Stratton would pull out some type of dirty tactics in this match just, just to try to get a win. Uh, obviously, Lyra Valkyra came into the match with a handicap, and that was her left knee, which was blasted out by Cora Jade uh, earlier the week in the week by uh, on NXT. Um, all... All stops were not, you know, no one was putting out any stops. Tiffany would be, would rally and be going after Lyra, whereas Lyra, even with the bad knee, was really rallying up against her. They, I mean, they both really wanted the titles. Uh, I enjoyed it. And it was a hard-fought match. It, it really was. Uh, it came out with uh, Lyra Valkyra coming away with, uh, eight pin attempts, two submission attempts, and Tiffany Stratton coming away with five pin attempts and two submission attempts with uh, a 16-minute, one-second match, as I said before, with Stratton picking up the win and becoming the new NXT Women's Champion and winning by pinfall. Uh, next up, we had the uh, NXT uh championship match between Carmelo Hayes and Braun Breaker. Once again, another hard-fought match. Uh, it was in Carmelo Hayes' backyard. He's originally a Bostonian. He's from Boston. Uh, I, I thoroughly I enjoyed that match as well. Uh, it was hard-fought. It really was. And I know he said Chris says that all the time it's a hard fought match all these matches that we're going over it they, was they it are. was real i especially mean especially the title matches exactly um this match lasted 14 minutes and 15 seconds with carmelo hayes and braun breaker both having three pin attempts and uh carmelo hayes coming away with one submission attempt Carmelo Hayes comes away with the victory with a pinfall on Braun Breaker. So uh, who's to say if this feud is over? We don't know. And that's pretty much uh, wraps up for NXT. Now we go to the final pay-per-view of the night, and that is of AEW, Double or Nothing. AEW. Alright, so for AEW, they were in the T-Mobile Arena in Las Vegas, Nevada. They started off with a Blackjack Battle Royal match with t 21 men for the international title, where Orange Cassidy defended his title in that match. It's the first time I've heard of someone defending their title in a Battle Royal match. Yeah. Uh, what do you think of the match? Um... I thought it was pretty good. Again, it's one of my favorite kind of matches, a over-the-top battle royal. Um, I thought Orange Cassidy did well. I mean, it came down to Orange Ca uh, I can't remember who he was up against in that ring at the end. It, it was Swerve Strickland. Uh, Swerve, okay, so I, I saw this. 
you had Orange Cassidy, Big Bill, and Swerve Strickland in the in the ring. Swerve Strickland giving orders to Big Bill, but Big Bill was really wanting the victory. Um, they were arguing amongst each other in a way, but then Swerve was like, okay, you take it. And he eliminated Big Bill by tossing him out of the ring, and it was down to Orange Cassidy and Swerve Strickland. That match lasted two, 22 minutes and 29 seconds. I, I'm still surprised he wanted to defend his title in a Battle Royal match. Well, he was getting tired of getting jumped behind backstage all the time. Yeah, that makes sense. So he just said, if you're wanting to come and face me, just come face me one-on-one. And, I mean, there were a lot of people there I saw. I mean, you had uh, 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 one of the Lucha Brothers was in it. Dusty, uh, Dustin Rhodes was one of them. Keith Lee. Uh, I mean, anyone you could think of, just name them, and they were in that match. After that, you had the match between Jericho and Adam Cole, with Jericho attempting two pins and one submission, and Adam Cole attempting no submissions but four pins. Now, this was the one that was the unsanctioned match, right? Yeah. Okay. It lasted 19 minutes and ended up ending by referee stoppage. Oh, that's right, because um, I think Jericho's eye was busted open, uh, that, meaning he had a cut above his eye, and he and Adam Cole was just going to town on him. That's an ouch moment. Yeah, I mean, he was going to town on him, and he wasn't getting, uh, he wasn't being, he, Jericho wasn't defending himself, so um, the ref just immediately stopped the match. It but, wouldn't have been fair if he was knocked if he was just not defending himself. But during you do remember during that match though, Britt Baker, Doctor Britt Baker, DMD came out with a kendo stick and started attacking Chris Jericho. And then you had Soraya come out to try to take out Britt Baker, but then Britt Baker chases her back to the backstage area. There was a, there was actually a match for if I remember right Wednesday, for Dynamite on Wednesday. Yeah, it's a gonna be a mixed tag match. A mixed tag match, yeah. Between, with all the the people you named, Soraya. Mm-hmm. You had uh, Soraya and Jericho team up against uh, Adam Cole and Doctor Britt Baker, DMD. I do that. I give her the whole entire title because she deserves that respect. I'm understanding. So, yep. Next, you had a tag title match between Dax Harwood or with Dax Harwood and Cash Wheeler. Defe- FTR. Teaming against Jay Lethal and Jeff Jarrett, with Mark Briscoe being like the, the guest referee. Yeah. This one was... I felt bad for Briscoe. I really did. He was torn in between uh, Jay Lethal, a, a man he has traveled around with in the wrestling world with both him and his late brother in uh, Ring of Honor, Jay, in Jay Lethal. And... Um, and then he's got two new friends of FTR that, you know, he's been mentoring for as far as being a tag team and everything like that. And they became real close friends. So he was like caught in between. Oh, and I remember that match ended when Harwood pinned Jarrett after 19 minutes and 57 seconds. And I remember before that pin, Jarrett tried to pin one of FTR's guys. And we were demanding him to just count, 
like he was still Jarrett was giving him orders. Yeah. I think it was the his issues with Jeff Jarrett that kind of won him over with FTR. Yeah, but then the and and then you also had uh Karen Jarrett, Jeff Jarrett's wife at ringside too, who was being ever so irritating and at one point um if I remember right, Jeff Jarrett took out Briscoe with a guitar and another ref was coming. I can't remember the, the her name, but it was one of the female referees. She was coming down, and um, one of Jeff Jarrett's managers was stopping her. And then here comes Karen and hitting the referee over the head with a guitar. And I'm like, "Wow, okay, that just happened." So I, I guess they like to taking out taking out referees just happens. I guess it seems to be the norm. I, it even happened with that Roman Reigns match. I forgot to mention that. So. No. It's all right. Well, he has a lot of issues with referees. Roman does, but he, back he does. to back to AEW. Yes. Um, that match was followed by a ladder match where Wardlow defended his his title, the TNT title, against Christian Cage, with Wardlow attempting to climb the ladder three times and Cage attempting four times. Last Wardlow won after 17 minutes and 11 seconds. There was some interference. Someone got their thumb bit. Yeah, Luchasaurus got his thumb bitten by Arn Anderson, Arn, the legendary enforcer himself of the Four Horsemen, Arn Anderson. He actually was biting his thumb. Well, he was about to deliver a, a awesome spine buster to Luchasaurus, but Luchasaurus got him by the throat, and at that point, Arn Anderson grabbed his hand from his throat and started to bite his thumb. And that's when that was unexpected. The that was unexpected because he pulled away and his thumb was bleeding. And it's like, okay, <laughs> all right, Arn, he still got it. <laughs> he had to bite down hard to make the thumb bleed. I mean, do you, do you think he was trying to make Luchasaurus do the permanent four horsemen hand gesture without the thumb? You know, try to take his thumb off and just hold up the four fingers. Maybe to try to remind him, don't don't mess with Arn Anderson. I guess. It would have made sense. <laughs> it would have been very poetic. He would have had to. He would be forced to understand that reference. <laughs> yeah. That was followed by a women's title defense, uh, with Jamie Hader losing it, her title to Tony Storm by pinfall after three minutes and three seconds. Lots of interference with that match. Yeah, <clears> you <throat> had the uh, other. Um... Outcasts. They were um, at ringside. Soraya uh, and Ruby, Ruby Soho. Soho. Yes. But then you also had Britt Baker coming in. And um, I forget that. There was another another Hikaru person. Shida. Thank you. Yes. She came in to take out Ruby Soho. But uh, Tony Storm, I think, at one point used. Well, it was like spray. It was again spray paint to the face. Again. Seems to be a theme. Uh, go ahead. I think in both cases it was green spray paint. It too. was too. That so, was weird. Some kind of. Uh, it has to be more than a coincidence, surely. Surely. Uh, Tony Storm attempted three pins and no submissions, and Jamie Hader also attempting no submissions, but only two pins. Okay. Uh, so that means um, uh, Tony Storm's going into the next pay per view as women's champion. Yes, and, and I think there and, might be a bit of a, a tag, kind of almost yeah. trios faction thing going on here. Maybe, maybe not, point. but uh, 
I remember Jamie Hader is Hader is from uh, England. Not just that, but the other two people that interfered had issues with the Outcast previously. Yeah, and Hader's probably going to want her title back after this match. I think so. And what better place to do it than in her home country? Because oddly enough, their next pay per view is in London, the same as Money in the Bank. I don't know if it's going to be around the same time or not, but uh, WWE's pay-per-view is going to be at the O2 Arena, whereas AEW's is going to be at the Wembley uh, Wembley sta- Stadium. They're both in London. <laughs> uh, the, after that, you had a open house match between Brody King, Malachi Black, and Buddy Matthews, uh, the House of Black. Mm-hmm. Against Max Caster, Billy Gunn, and Anth- and Anthony Bowens. Of the, uh, of the, the acclaimed. acclaimed. You want to talk about how that started? <laughs> Son, you go right on ahead because it was an open challenge for their trios title. So they start off with, well, Max Caster starts off with that rap that he usually As does. As always, he is throwing bars, <laughs> as the kids say. If they do say that anymore, I don't know. I don't keep up with it that much either. <laughs> I don't use all the terminology all the time. I know. Thank God. I'd be, dri- be driven insane in this house. <laughs> Go ahead, Chris. Uh, and there was a few names in that rap. Yes. One of them being a very uh, kind of on-the-nose reference, especially if you watch yes. WWE reference to Dominic. So and here is where we're going to open the curtain, as it were. Off camera, there are wrestling couples within the wrestling ranks. You have Adam Cole, who is dating Britt Baker. Uh, You have Trinity dating Jim, or married to, I'm sorry, married to Jimmy Uso. You have Zelina Vega, who's married to Malachi Black. If I remember right, you had uh, you have Seth Rollins, Seth and Rollins Becky and Becky Lynch, Montez Ford and Bianca Belair, and so on and so on. But one in one particular, of, the one of interest right now, one that was brought up now. Everyone knows of Rhea Ripley and Dominic. <laughs> Rhea Ripley is currently dating Buddy Matthews of House of Black. So, Max Caster. I applaud his efforts. Good job, young man. He mentioned this in one of his freestyle raps of how uh, Dominic is with Rhea behind Buddy Matthews' back. Buddy Matthews the whole entire time, just complete stone face, standing still, not showing expression. At least I think he wasn't because he was wearing paint, wearing face paint. But I always look forward to the acclaimed. Because of Max Caster and his raps. I, I really do. Because at one point in one of his raps, he made fun of Vince McMahon's mustache. I was about to say that. <laughs> I remember at one point there was something about a mustache. Oh, he... And that was, that, was, that was unexpected for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Max Caster doesn't open the forbidden door. He takes a barricade rammer and rams that son of a gun down. He just rams a loaded truck through it. Yeah, there you go. Um... Go ahead, Chris. What happened in that match? 
It lasted 15 minutes and 21 seconds. Mal- it ended when Malachi Black pinned Billy Gunn. Brody King attempted two pins, and he tagged once. Malachi Black had one pin, three submissions, four tags. Buddy Matthews, one submission. It would be funny if that was on Max Caster. <laughs> yeah. And, and three tags. And a bruised ego. <laughs> yeah. Uh, as for the acclaimed, you have Max Caster at one pin, no submissions, and one tag. Billy Gunn, no pins or submissions. Uh, not not no tags either. Kind of weird. Anthony Bowens with one pin and two submissions. It was because Billy Gunn was only tagged in once in that whole match. Oof. Yeah. And then I remember at some point in the match, I was like. You know how they have that uh, dealer's choice rule, right? Yeah. Suppose at some point someone goes, what if for only one team you have sort of tornado tag rules where only one team can is able to legally have all their members? Oh, you thought that? Time? Yeah. That's an idea. That would be a pretty good advantage for one team. I think so, yeah. To where, say, say they have a rematch and the acclaims adjust it, right? You could have if one or two, maybe even all three of them teaming up are members of House of Black, and that's how the title would end up. That would be a, a really good advantage. I think so. And might just end up being how they end up losing the title. That too. <laughs> Next, you have the TBS title defense with Kate Cargill. Jade Cargill. Jade Cargill. Uh, with Leela Gray and Mark Sterling at ringside. T- defending against Tyre Valkyrie with... Three pins by Jade Cargo and two submissions. As for Ty Valkyrie, you have two submissions and four pins. Cargo retained and became 60 and 0, according to Mark. Yeah, by pinfall after eight minutes and 47 seconds. Not too long after that, uh, Chris Statlander came out, came back, yeah, and challenged for the title. And in under a minute, 50 seconds, won by pinfall for the title. So a little explanation here. So after the match, Mark comes off and says, ladies and gentlemen, she's 60 and 0, and he's over here boasting and bragging about her. He'll take, she'll take on newcomers anytime, any place, anywhere. And then here comes Chris Statlander challenging for the title, and it, and it was official. So Jade had to defend her title twice. So we already know what excuse she's going to have right there is that she wasn't ready because she just went through a grueling match with Taya Valkyrie and that she wants a rematch. Probably at the next pay-per-view. And that's probably what is going to happen. Then you had the, for the world title, MJF, Darby Allin, Sammy Guevara, and Jungle Boy Jack Perry. Loved this match. (laughs) <laughs> yeah especially during the i mean at one point every uh, all three of them jumped mjf that i think that was like towards the beginning yeah it, you had a lot of back and forth and a lot of trash talking from mjf of course <laughs> at one point you, it was you, it was darby allen going for a ddt and he was screaming what the expletive you know <laughs> what the f and th- before he gets and, slammed down and i remember and that was it was so funny to, to hear that cuz it's not something you normally hear during a match. No, and then if you're in a match you'd be saying the same thing like what the 
Uh, MJF wait, attempt. Wait. I think I got. I think I got a per- perfect thing for it. Bear with me here. You'd be sitting there. What the? <laughs> yeah. MJF attempted six pins and three submissions. Darby Allen was five pins, two submissions. Sammy Guevara five pins and two submissions. Jack Perry seven pins and one submission. MJF retained after that match, unfortunately. Yeah. By pinning Darby Allen after 27 minutes and 50 seconds. But he won clean, so you got to give it to MJF for that. Wasn't he going to use the ring? Though? He was, but they but he was stopped. I mean, he didn't want to win clean. He never ever wants to win clean. He just wants to win. Uh, prior to that match, though, Sammy Guevara had a special announcement. Both him and Taya Conti came out uh, with his entrance and announced they're going to be having a baby. So congratulations to you, Sammy Guevara, if you ever listen to this. Or if word gets to him somehow. Or if word gets to him somehow, hey, Sammy, you got mentioned on another podcast. And um, I remember at some point you also had MJF trying to take advantage of that. Yeah, um, go ahead. Trying to bribe Sammy Guevara into just lying down. And I remember Ovier being like, "No, he's he's gonna he's a it's a trick. He's gonna reverse it's it. It's a trap. It's a trap." And it was, <laughs> Sammy Guevara reversed it, which is it's good. He'd probably get paid more as champion anyway. I would think so. Yeah. That it was a good match. I thoroughly um, enjoyed it. The match after, um, we don't. That was hard to keep track of. It I'm really was. It was. Um, it was hard all to keep all over the place. Yeah, it was the uh, anarchy in the arena match with the elite versus uh, versus uh, Blackpool Combat Club. And it, so you had one person in the ring while you had Claudio all the way out putting somebody in the back of a truck. I think it was either Matt or Nick Jackson, one of the two. And it, again, it, good, hard-fought Matt. Well, I, I keep saying that. Uh, we'll just, it, 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 was, really, it, it was a war. You wit, We witnessed a war is what we witnessed. Uh, uh, at some point, you saw someone using part of like the announce desk table. As a weapon, thing. yeah. Uh, which was, it, it kind of looked kind of funny because it was so much taller than him. Yeah. Uh, someone, I remember... I forget exactly who, but there was some kind of like exploding kick. Delivery. Yeah, um, one of the young bucks had, I guess, a pyrotechnic thing attached to his shoe, and super kicked John Moxley in the head, and all of a sudden the pyrotechnic went off, and I, we weren't expecting it. We were like, "What was that? Did you know? It, it it's something you don't see, and if that was to signify a super kick, then dear God." Do, I, Hey, hopefully he didn't get burnt. Nah, I'm pretty sure he came away fine. He came away with a with. A... Then for what we were able, well, let's let's just go to how the match ended real quick. It ended with Wheeler Yuta pinning Kenny Omega after 26 minutes and 58 seconds. This we were able to count that Kenny Omega attempted one pin and one submission. Uh, Adam Page. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm Because there's two pages. He attempted one pin. 
no more uh, submissions across the, either of the Young Bucks or anybody else on the team of the Elite. Dan- Brian Danielson attempted one submission, no pins. John Moxley attempted two pins and two submissions. Wheeler only attempted two pins, and Claudio, he was just fighting. Nothing wrong with that. Um, and the Blackpool Combat Co- Club came away with the win, but Don Callis got involved, didn't he? Yeah. And he had... Um, Screwdriver. One, well, no, no, no. He had someone with him that jumped Kenny Omega. Uh, to, I think it was Takashi. Uh, Takeshita. Takeshita. That's who... Takeshita came out, jumped Kenny Omega. It was a It was a definite war that we witnessed there. And personally, I don't think it's over. It's far from over. Because now, now the Blackpool Combat Club looks to have a new member. And a manager. So. And uh, there is video out there. I saw Kenny Omega after... Uh, Double or Nothing went off the air was talking about he has friends, uh, he has more friends as well as more uh, I guess to add on to take on uh, to Kushida to Kesh to, I can't with Japanese names, I'm sorry but or is it just because you're thinking of what MJF said? Yeah um Basically, Kenny Omega said, you know, we uh, I have friends that we can even the playing field even more. So this is far from over, I sense. And I remember at some point, uh, well, not at some point, they start, They came out with this band playing. Oh, for- my God. Don't get me started. <laughs> it was just as annoying as the dang Rhea Ripley Natalia match. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, uh- go ahead. That that was kind of funny. Go ahead, express um, my pain. I'm just I'm, so they came. Blackpool Combat Club came out with a band playing a, a live band. They were playing John Moxley's theme, Wild Thing. Yeah, uh, and they the lead singer ended up getting, uh, I think it was attack. He got super kicked out. by the Young Bucks. Thank God. No, <laughs> you you don't What's understand. What's your thoughts on it? <laughs> you don't understand my frustrations on this son so much. Mm-hmm. I've watched wrestling for. 30 plus years and my whole entire time i've never heard of a band a live band doing an intro i've seen it okay limp biscuit did uh rolling for undertaker uh motorhead did it for triple h we've had several other bands do live entrance uh, musical performances for wrestlers and then once they get to the ring they stop playing so for a good what feels like 15 minutes into the match, the band is still playing the theme song over and over again. And I'm over here like, can someone please tell the band to shut up, to stop playing? The match is in the ring. We're paying attention to what's going on in the ring. Can we please? Well, trying to in the ring. It was all over the arena. But so. but still, the, the frustration was they were still playing. They they could not stop, and I wanted them to stop. It was like, okay, people that are listening, every now and then, a smoke alarm, when the batteries go out, it continually oh, beeps, yeah. and you're trying to figure out which one it is, and then try to switch it out, and you're trying to get a ladder. 
that's how it was with this band. It was like, okay, they did good. They played the live theme music coming out. They started fighting. That's when you should have stopped. But no, we're over here trying to find the source of the sound and try to stop the sound. <coughs> Luckily, the Young Bucks came and stopped the sound. But, <clears throat> I mean, my God. Yeah, that was funny. I'm trying to watch wrestling. I'm not trying to watch a concert. If I want to watch a concert, I'll go on YouTube and look up a music video or something. But I'm not going to be over here watching watching a wrestling match and listening to a band play i mean that's just me that's it for for aw all right for their pay-per-view so we're gonna go into um our last segment and that's going to be a match of the night match of the night now, usually we have this segment for just one pay-per-view, but in this special Memorial Day occasion, we have four pay-per-views we're going to be going over. Uh, first off, we'll go back to the very top of this, uh, the Under Siege pay-per-view at Impact. Um, which match did we agree on, Chris? That The Bullet Club match. The Ace Austin and Chris Bay. Okay, the <coughs> I tag title match. Yeah, I agree. Um the back and forth i remember at some point there was this <clears throat> i don't know one one of the teams i can't remember exactly what happened there but i remember the movements i think it was chris bay that did it took out two guys with some kind of like not kick but he pulled them down with his legs oh he did like a, a backflip uh, kick kind of similar to what i saw wes lee do yeah, I remember we even kind of compared the talked yeah. about two in comparison. Almost, it was a lot of, you know, back and forth in ring action that I'm a sucker for. If it's a full out fight wrestling match, and then I'm a sucker for it. So, um, Impact Wrestling, your match of the night is uh, the Impact Tag Team Title match with Ace with. Bullet Clubs, Ace Austin, and Chris Bay against Flash Morgan Webster and Mark Andrews. Um, as far as Night of Champions, this one was tough. We had, I was torn between uh, the Seth Rollins, the Seth Rollins, yes, the, uh, the Cody Rhodes, the Cody Rhodes, or the main event. Well, um, I mean, they're all three the main event, so yeah. Well, the the final one with the bloodline taking on Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. I'm more leaning more towards I'm going to say the bloodline. The the tag team title match. Uh that one it had a lot of twists and turns. It had story, it had action, it had wrestling. A lot of the stuff you look for in a wrestling match. Why are you match. sounding like a film critic all of a sudden? It had everything you want and more in this movie. I highly recommend it. Two thumbs up. Don't do that. <laughs> but it, it was a good match. It did. I mean, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Uh, at the top and of the show, I... I at some point, you had... Uh, not, uh, I was going to say... Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens using Roman's own moves against him. Oh, yeah. That one was... Which... It was poetic justice is what it was. Then you had that whole Uso thing, which we were over here kind of debating what's going to happen after that. Yeah. And what was going to happen leading up to it. it. It was a good match. I enjoyed it. So, WWE, your 
main roster match of the night for Night of Champions is the undisputed tag team title match. Uh, uh, so far, and then as of uh, Battleground, I'm going to say the match of the night would have to go to the NXT Women's Championship match, the finals, uh, Lyra Valkyra against Tiffany Stratton. I was thinking Lyra Valkyra was going to win. I, I'm, I was kind of expecting the same. Um, uh, in fact, looking at the bracket, I don't think either of us were expecting Stratton to get to the end of the tournament. I didn't expect Stratton to get to the finals. I thought it was going to be Cora Jade up against uh, Roxanne Perez, to be quite honest. Uh, but, again, I like to be surprised in good ways. And this match was not short on surprises. Uh, a great athletic turnout for Tiffany Stratton as well as Lyra Valkyra. So um, NXT, that is your pay-per-views match of the night is for the NXT Women's Championship match. Moving on to the last pay-per-view, AEW. Um, now this one, I think we were also kind of... We were so... <clears throat> conflicted we we didn't know what to pick yeah but i think we if i remember right we came down to the match with mjf and the, the other four the, the four pillars match the four pillars match yeah i would have to go with that match because i mean mjf showing out with even though i mean in the ring and out of the ring and with fans he is you know, a complete jerk. He's a guy you love to hate. Exactly. He's just like, uh, I hate to compare people to p other people, but he's, he's like the Miz, you know, you love to hate him. Uh, MJF. It's the same way. You love to hate him. And the guy backs, he's, he talks great in the ring and he can back it up in, uh, he talks great on the mic and backs it up in the ring. Uh, he showed it that night with, uh, the other guys as well. They they call it the four pillars matches because they call the four men involved what is the pillars of AEW all together in general. They're they're young, they're hungry and athletic and they proved it. They showed it and by god, I mean AEW that is your match of the night is the four pillars match. For the AEW World Championship match. So. With that all being said. I hope you all. If you guys get a chance to go back and watch these pay-per-views. Please do. We highly recommend it. Don't have the children in the room though. For that Impact main event though. Uh, we don't want to be hearing about children stapling each other. Uh, or lighting tables on fire. Fire. <laughs> fire. Yeah. Oh, sorry. <laughs> My version of LA Knight is he, he's a pyromaniac. Um, <laughs> but um, by all means, please watch those. Email us. Hit us out. Uh, hit us on our uh, social media. We're we're on TikTok. We do have our uh, our email accounts um, still available. <laughs> I say that because we haven't gotten any. <laughs> And I don't want to make it sound like we're desperate, but hey, 
we like to just hear from you guys and hear your thoughts on the show what you think of the show or your thoughts on anything about professional wrestling or any predictions or theories any predictions or theories you may have or any suggestions you guys want to hear from us to make uh to have us have a main event subject on our, our regular weekly show um because we want to hear from you guys we want to connect with you guys because all in all we are a community of wrestling fans and we want to hear from you guys so with that said we are going to go ahead and we are officially tapping out of all this this fatal four-way pay-per-view match all right so hang around with us uh expect another episode of the cross promo wrestling show coming up uh we're going to be discussing the fallouts of all four of the uh pay-per-views we'll see what happens um after that please again hit us up on tiktok on our social media pages we have facebook we have twitter uh, as well as tiktok and we have our email address we also have our website that's out um, we'll let you guys know as soon as we get merch out we'll get it up on our website as well um, again if you guys have any questions you know where to get us at as far as the cross promo wrestling show I'm Kevin and I'm Chris we, we go God, that one was squidgy. <laughs> oh, no.